Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And I'm with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. It's been a long time since we recorded on a Thursday night. When was the last time we recorded on the Thursday night? It's been a long time. It's been like... Uh, Pre-COVID? Like Pre-COVID, yeah. I think so. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Which happy COVID anniversary. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Tom Hanks was like trending today. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's been a year. <laughs> You know, in a way, it went by really quickly. It like did. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but I still can't get over it's. It's been a year. Mm-hmm. It's just it's bizarre. It, it is a bizarre thing that it has been a year, and and it's, uh, somehow we were able to put together a lot of content throughout the year, but also just 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 life in general. Uh, it seems that things are slowly i don't want to jinx it getting somewhere back to some sense of new normal so but uh yeah it's uh yeah it's it has flown by it has it has flown by and um i think what really has made the last two months fly by in particular is wandavision which for all of you nerds who are listening, um, Will wants to remind everybody because he's going to watch it and he knows I'm not going to watch it. Exactly. But- <laughs> 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 he will be um, dropping their Marvel Assemble, the making of WandaVision tomorrow. So check that out. Tell me what I'm quote unquote missing out on and I will still not probably watch it. <laughs> She'll low key watch it just like she was trying to low key, like trying to find the, yeah, you know, the Justice League drop that like went with Tom and Jerry this week. <laughs> I I just I I have a blank space in my mind about the Snyder Cut where for some reason I I still don't really think it's a real thing. So mm-hmm. anytime someone tells me when it's gonna drop on HBO Max, I I forget. I just honestly <laughs> just forget that piece of information. So I'll, I'll text you next Thursday morning. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> send out like Amber alerts and everything. <laughs> um, in other news, the boys' TV spinoff adds two new cast members. Which yeah, so yeah, so this is the spinoff with the uh, the the Vought College um, superhero school that uh, was announced earlier. Um, I guess some point last year, and then I guess they cast uh, Jazz Sinclair and Lizzie Broadway today as uh, Emma and Marie for this new new series. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, if it's you know, it has the same obvious creative team from the the boys itself, so uh, it's not really rooted in comics. Even though Eric Kripke said he was influenced by the G Men in the comics, so we'll see. Wow. Kripke is a pretty good showrunner. I I mean, between the boys and Supernatural, because we we have to remember he he was the brainchild behind Supernatural, mm-hmm. and even though that show the ratings were never outstanding, that fan base is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they have. So many supernatural cons and conventions that it's just, it's unheard of and the longevity. So I'm just, a part of me wants to say, uh, it's a spinoff. But then when you brought up Kripty, I'm like, but it's a spinoff by Eric Kripty. So yeah, yeah. you gotta have some faith that he knows what he's doing. He's exactly he's good. Um, <laughs> I 
had a feeling you were going to put this on the rundown. which <laughs> makes me so happy. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, this isn't new news. <laughs> well, it's new in the sense that they finally, she they sealed the deal today. So, she, it was always hopeful that she would be part of the Flash movie. And we're talking about Kirstie Clemens. Uh to play Iris, obviously, and yeah, so the day was they they, they officially I guess signed a contract. So yeah, the Flash movie is 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 actually coming into reality. Yeah, it's just a daily reminder that Sarah cannot discount the Flash movie because it actually is happening, despite the fact that it's been in production for years. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just just Agreed. just slowly, just slightly behind Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another movie that it'll take maybe a trailer, and even then, I'm like, so who who's the fan behind that trailer? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, with deep fake. <laughs> I'm like, I recognize that scene of Noah from All the Boys <laughs> Love Before. <laughs> um, uh, Doom Patrol adds the flight attendants Michelle Gomez adds Madam Rogue. Uh, Doom Patrol, like, yes, I love my blanket by the way. Will I, I use it every day? <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm so but, happy to hear that. Yeah, Will got me a Doom Patrol blanket for Christmas, and um, I am forever in his debt. <laughs> <laughs> She always has robot my and crazy Jane looking at her. And he got me two. <laughs> <laughs> we should auction. We're going to auction one of them off. <laughs> if you're listening to the show tonight, give us a code. We'll, we'll have to think up a buzzword for the contest. <laughs> oh man! Amazon, um, uh, Amazon, and U.S. Postal Service. I tell you, anyway. <laughs> And then we also um, got released the uh, first look photos of the new series Heels starring Stephen Amell. Um, it just looks like images from Arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I'm, I'm very curious to see. I, don't, I know they had the Code 8 project with his, with his cousin Robbie and stuff. And, you know, but I, I, I'm i very curious to see him. uh in, in this role play what well, we've seen him when he when he used to moonlight as a wrestler in uh, uh wwe now, he, now he's gonna parlay that to a series hey I, I think also what's interesting is he's one of the few actors who has gone from one the lead of one show to a lead of another show very different genres mm-hmm. very different target audiences a lot of the leads uh, that we've seen come off of these big franchises, especially on TV, it's taken years. So there's almost been an adjustment period where yeah. we, Justin Hartley is a great example of that for, mm-hmm. because the whole reason why we got Arrow was because of Green Arrow on Smallville and how popular of a character that was. And so going into This Is Us, I kid you not, the first season, I was like, ah. Oh. Arrow. <laughs> I, was like, not only, <laughs> I was always thinking about, but over the seasons, he's now I can, now it's going to take me a lifetime to like not remember him as Kevin Pearson. Mm-hmm. So, and, and his acting is just so much more better on that show than it ever was on Smallville. 
So I, I just, I am very curious to know if this quick turnaround will make it easier for Stephen Amell to disguise himself as someone else and create a new character for fans of just him as an actor, or will we just be sending the same time and being like, okay, but where's Felicity? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, sure, sure. Yeah, and okay, I lost my place, but we're back. You're going to talk to us about Black Lightning. Yeah. And I'm going to prepare my um, reaction to The Flash. Got right. it. Fair enough. All righty. So, folks, you've been warned uh, as far as Sarah's love for The Flash. And with that, <laughs> I'll start talking about Black Lightning. Uh, I know we didn't uh, talk about episode uh, four uh, last week because we obviously spent our whole time on WandaVision, but with Black Lightning, really the thing that, as far as the uh, fourth episode, uh, of course, many things were carried forward, and then at the end of the episode, uh, the real thing that's, you know, that um, happened was that Jen went up into the ionosphere because she's been doing that as her sort of safe harbor as, as Lightning to... Um, do the same thing and whenever she was up there she was her powers over got over overwhelmed and she literally exploded into a bunch of particles and stuff so come to this week um they you know see what happened they're trying to find out what happened to jennifer tc and every the, they figured out that she had gone up to and, and jefferson and lynn um you know had a nice moment you know they're trying to mend things and then um they find out that Jen had gone up to the ionosphere, and of course Jefferson um, gets gets his head back in the game uh, for many reasons. One, Gamby uh, reminded him, of course, how um, Friedland needs needs Black Lightning. And in the prior week's episode, Jefferson was in a bar and he heard people respecting Black Lightning and and just. Uh, you know, raising a glass to to Black Lightning. So, you know, there are many things coming to fruition as far as him putting getting to, to suit suiting up again. So, um, he suits up, goes up, finds Jen, uh, and you know, a bunch of techno babble manages to harness her particles and brings in a suit. and And then they had a nice little crossover with the Flash actually this episode this this week, uh, where uh, back to Crisis Jefferson's like, I got, I have a friend. At Star Labs, and he you know, and Barry quickly gets Jefferson the device that he needs to help put Jen back together. And so, you know, so that's that's the part of taking place in the story. All that's going on while the police chief is trying has basically pinned Jen as public public enemy meta number one uh, because of her you know, activities taking down the 100 and uh, Lady Eve's old gang. And uh, so there's that dynamic going on, as well as uh, Tobias in his expert way, always successfully pinned a murder of the mayor in the prior episode uh, on Lala. And uh, Lala and um, it's basically, you know, does it, you know, he's trying, he, he sees what's going on. He's like, as Lala always wants to do, he's trying to take down, down Tobias. So, um, there was a scene where uh, Jefferson has 
mentioned in a couple episodes, our episodes back, it started going to La La's Fight Club under as Jefferson. Um, but then he went back to the Fight Club and uh, had needed to get some information from La La and stuff. And La La and Jefferson face off, but at, but at the end of the day, La La has such respect for, for Black Lightning, he actually tells him, look, man, we missed you. Friedland needs you. So, um, and he lets Black Lightning go and lowers his direct interview weapon. So, you know, there's just that mutual respect that uh, Lala has for, for Jefferson. It really showed in that, in that scene. And then, um, so we'll fast forward to the end, near the end of the episode, uh, the police, uh, uh, Tobias sets it up so that, to, that Lala could get apprehended by the cops. Of course, they have this big shootout in the parking lot. Lala gets gunned down. Of course, like it's Lala, so of course he comes back to life because that's his meta power. And uh, they obviously discover he's a meta. And of course, there was the very cringeworthy, borderline funny, but also kind of cringeworthy moment where Lala's number two, number one guy, big heavy dude, runs off, and Shakur, who's the cop who's been tasked to lead the meta task force, uh, runs him down and uh, tackles him, and he says, I can't breathe. And it's like, he, it was wow. so cr- yeah, so what was so cringeworthy about it was the character, the cop Shakur was like, dude, I'm not, don't even, I'm not even on you like that. Don't disrespect that man's memory. And so it was cringe, it was, it was cringeworthy to me when I saw it. I mean, I know Black Lightning is very grounded, and I like the way they do things on the show, but that one was just pretty cringeworthy for me because one, you, you know, you bring in George Floyd in a way that was like, okay, I see what you're trying to do there as far as like, you know, don't disrespect the man with, with Lala's henchman, like saying, I can't breathe. Right. But, but then he was like, dude, you can't breathe because you're fat. So one, you're doing a fat joke. <laughs> and two, oh, really? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's all around. I think if they if they had to do it over again, I think they probably would have cut that scene differently. But uh, but overall, really solid episode, uh, despite that one moment. And um, you know, Jefferson's got his head back in the game. And the other big piece is they had the big recast. So uh, China McLean, who plays who played Jennifer, left the show because she was looking to do other things. Not apparently there was no behind the scenes drama. She just really just wanted to expand her creative energies in other directions. So at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, uh, when the device that Jefferson got from Barry reconstitutes Jennifer, new person comes out of the, uh, device they used to put her back together. And it's a, it's a new Jennifer. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes because now you have a new Jennifer, who is who's going to be, you know, she's like, what's up, y'all? You know, not knowing what's, anything's gone wrong. But now she's going to be, you know, big, you know public enemy number one in, in Friedland. And so she's going to have to deal with all that from her other alternate self. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of that plays out this season. But real, you know, hats off to the team there to, uh, given that there's been so much lost, they were able to, you know, re- write in a recasting into the story uh, and, and allow for the character to move forward, uh, even if, even if it is the last season. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I still think you got to check out the the premiere, the season premiere of This Is Us. The, mm. What they did between COVID and Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. just they it was so not cringeworthy, and it was it it was just talking 
it expressed it. It didn't even relive the events necessarily, but you you got the effect of if the Pearsons were actually a real family mm-hmm. because of the way the Pearsons how they're how they function as a family, what those two things did to them, like yeah. as people. Like there was something so honest about it that I was just like, oh, that's yeah. fascinating. I mean, at the end of the day, Black Lightning is about family, and and so really the you know the Pierce family, after such as as I've chronicled over the last few weeks about how Jefferson and Lynn have been at each other, and Anissa and and Grace are are you know working through their you know newly married bliss, and also the growing pains of of being a couple. Uh, things are finally, the family's starting to come back together again. Of course, now you got this new wild card with the new Jennifer, but at least all the other issues seem to be getting resolved uh, so that um, now they can tackle this new issue. And in the next episode, they're going to start with a paint fight that is not cringeworthy at all. It wasn't. I like the paint fight. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) I actually did. I actually did like the paint fight. Uh, Yeah, it it was cheesy. But but it worked it for what they were trying to do. <laughs> um, for you, it worked. For me, it did not. But <laughs> we're talking about Lois and Superman, the latest CW show, and the latest show to come back and then only to get delayed due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it next week will be its last episode, and then it'll be on hi- hiatus until May. But in the meantime... Yeah, <laughs> we just we got we got the Clark the Kents. I I keep wanting to call them the Clarks. Honest to God, I don't know yeah. why. That's but we good. got the Kent family living in Smallville, making friends, making enemies, and and we got two sons, which Jordan, the the um, the outcast of the family, the black sheep. Mm-hmm. Turns out exactly like his father. Well, not exactly, but kind of. Yeah. But it'll grow. He still has to go through his own version of Smallville. And um, then we have Jonathan, um, all-star, previously on <laughs> Little Fires. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Whenever you reminded me of that with that with him, I was like, I was like, where, where do I remember from? And you said it. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I it, it is so funny to see him because I didn't think that he made that big of an impression on me with that show. But no, he definitely stood out as soon as I saw him. I was like, I know you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and pretty much the third parent of Jordan, mm-hmm. which I I was kind of mad at this week's episode. Because in watching it, I think I think Jonathan should have put up more of a fight about football being him, his thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I thought that was, uh, yeah. I mean, given that every you know everything that this family sacrificed, because you know in the, in the previous episode you you do have the moments where um, Clark and Jordan. Go off to the Fortress of Solitude uh, to uh, explore Jordan's newfound power that he found out at the end of the uh, end of the pilot episode, and and you know you have the scene with with 
Lois and, and Jonathan talking about how you know, that they they gave up all their life in Metropolis. You know, Jonathan was on his way to a you know football scholarship, and 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 then of course Jordan, you know, and then you know on top of all this, they found out their dad's Superman, and then you found out your dad's Superman, and only your brother has powers, and and now you're like the one who's a sort of ordinary with going to a school where the people are hiding a playbook from you because your brother like was crushing with the start, one of the star players, girlfriends. So right. yeah. It's just there, there's something about his character that is quickly becoming very one dimensional. And, and meanwhile, and actually both of the boys are, are suffering this problem because they they have had to do so much exposition with us on Jordan, um, and they still I think they've done a better job explaining um, Sarah Cushing's mm-hmm. um, depression and anxiety than than the issues the mental issues that that Jordan has been dealing with because in the first episode they pushed the aspect that he he does have powers inherited mm-hmm. from his father. And, um, and so they've kind of, they've kind of, um, supplemental, some supplemented that in lieu of the, um, anxiety, the ADD, whatever he was dealing with mm-hmm. and which makes some of these callbacks now to, oh, we've, we've always been worried about Jordan. He hasn't got fit in. He, he's been an outcast of somewhat it's just referred to it in the past, which doesn't make it, um, doesn't really allow us to understand that motivation. I don't know if I'm explaining this. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I get where, I think I get what you're, what you're, where you're going with this. Um, I don't know if I have, it's still too early for me to say that, that they're one dimensional, but I could see if this does go throughout the season, how, they could, this could easily be a, a trap that they fall into with the with the two the two brothers. Yeah, and these types of shows never run into traps. <laughs> not at all. Well, no. they not not at all, not at all. But so far, they they they've built. You know, I give that thing a three episode rule, and I, you know, after the third episode, I'm I, I I'm I'm on the show now. Um, so you know they did enough to to sink to drag this to pull me in and seeing Superman as a dad and having to deal with those dynamics and also Tyler Hecklin's just been you know I oh, think he's good he's he great. is yeah he's very good and I think getting out of the shadow of Melissa on Supergirl was 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 just what this character needed and what he needed as an actor as well. I didn't uh, think that that was a big shadow. <laughs> well, uh, but, you know, but, no, but you know what I'm, mean? you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, it, it's Supergirl, So she's the star now. Right. He, yeah. So that, that was, it was more that. Uh, so now instead of being like, I think was it John Campia calls him jobber Superman. He doesn't, he's no longer jobber Superman anymore. Oh, I, I've, I've never heard of that, but I, yeah. I stopped listening to Campia a long time ago. Yeah. Listen uh, to- yeah, I don't listen to him much anymore anymore either, but I've heard him refer to him to, to that. Uh. I think I think Tyler Hecklin 
should have been cast as Superman in the Brandon Roth or Ralph one, whatever yeah. his name is. And and I think he he just fits. He has that he has that um, innocence about him, mm-hmm. his delivery. Mm-hmm. But he's also um, there's there's so much humanity. Yes. And and he just is is really good casting for Superman. Very. And I like Lois. I like Bitsy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no issue there. I did make a note though that. Despite him losing his job in the first episode, yeah. her resigning, she's now taken um, a job at a paper. So is he just stay-at-home dad now? Like, are we? Do you foresee us ever getting Clark Kent, the journalist? I maybe not this season, because with this episode, we we we. Uh, he is in stay-at-home dad mode because that was part of the motivation for them to to move to Smallville. Because right, he's... but I'm just thinking about money. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that little thing too. But yeah, but interestingly about money, there's there's this this underlying story with with I guess with Morgan Edge buying up the towns and uh, yeah. small town USA. And I know in the first ep- you know in the first uh, episode there was the whole issue with. Ma Kent, Martha, uh, having the uh, reverse mortgage, and mm-hmm. and so I think, you know, they had the option of just taking the buyout, and and they decided not to. So I don't, yeah, I, I maybe thought maybe you know maybe super, and, and, and given that this family deals with these, looks like they're going to try to deal with real family problems. Maybe money will come up <laughs> in that at some point. It's like, all right, honey, uh, you know, I'm working for this little. Lois might be like, okay, I'm working for this little small paper, but you know, we gotta, you know, even though it's Smallville, we, you know, internet's not you know, cheap. I'm hoping it does, yeah, because that's part of the thing that everyone was talking about. This is, we're gonna take Lois and Clark, make them parents, make them deal with real issues as family, and they're doing a pretty good job with him being a father and yeah. having in the past been an absentee father. Again, mm-hmm. though. I, I wish there was flashbacks at this point. I wish we we got to see life how how life really was for them before. Yeah. Um. Just so that we could we could it could feel less melodramatic when Jordan says, "I I wish you weren't a, weren't around again." Because yeah. last few episodes, he's always around. He's always around. Yeah. He yeah. has no job. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely, that definitely, they, they definitely need to explore it because basically the only flashback we got was just the, the the initial saga cell there at the very beginning of the of the pilot, and then mm-hmm. boom, we go right into we go right into the story. So I think you're right; it would be helpful just to provide that depth and context, and and maybe maybe since we're not retelling the the origin story and that this Superman is already established. Uh, maybe the maybe the creative team feels we don't need to do the flashbacks because for the last you know seventy you know years or whatever you, you all know who Superman is. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. The flashbacks would be okay. for the flashbacks isn't to tell the story of Superman. We know right. that story. Right. What I'm talking about is flashbacks to understanding the yeah. dynamics of this family. It's a very True. different thing. 
Very different thing. Very different thing. And maybe they're not. Maybe they will, or maybe they maybe they decided to stay away from the flashbacks to inevitably and and get get compared to a, another show that yeah. we've talked about very very frequently. So well, second season five years ago, I was on an island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But I think you're right. I think it would help to, to flesh out and, and, and to avoid the, the, the thing that you mentioned before, uh, the trap of them becoming one-dimensional, melodramatic teenagers, which, you know, teenagers are at it already anyway. But, the, you know, but really to show, give context to these these moments of whenever they do drop, bring that up. And also, you know, talking about the money thing, too. I mean, there was in this episode, I think, uh, or maybe it was the second episode, where... Uh, Clark you know, meets up with Lana to uh, again go over the papers uh, with his with his mom's farm. So um, you know, so yeah, I think there is there is some things there that they could definitely mine. Not only from the uh, you know how you gonna just keep food on the table uh, whenever you both are. Lois is just really trying to establish herself in this town, and, and Clark is just working for free as the as assistant football coach uh, with Jordan. And, and yeah, I I like you. I was sort of questioning it in this episode, like why why are they doing this this Lana Lana angle? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the longer the episode went on, and um, when she and Sarah were talking towards the end, um, in a way, I, I appreciate how they are exploring aspects of Clark left Smallville when. Mm-hmm had a life but there are people who stay and that that idea of being a small town because I come from a small town and so there there is a weird mixed mixed bag of emotions with with still being being someone who lives in that small town and having never quote-unquote gotten out of it but also also the kind of resentment to see others who do leave but who end up coming back and so I um and and just the depression aspect that she's dealing with of having having really like finding herself in this situation Mm -hmm. she has a family she should be happy but she isn't so so I think they're they're doing some interesting things with her although she, she she always it always looks like she's trying to put on an accent but she's not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, really old. Yeah, yeah. It, it it does seem that way. I don't know if it's trying to be a Midwest American accent or or, or, or what, but um, it, 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 I noticed that as well. But I but I like but yeah, I like the point that you made about the small town because that was also, and I liked how they organically through the story. Uh, utilized the edge character and, and 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 we saw this also i thought when i was watching the episode this week i, I thought a little bit about uh star girl and the Iceman, how they were you know it was a similar dynamic where uh pat and and the, the family moved back to uh star girl's mother's hometown to you know to to get away from all the crazy superhero stuff and and then of course um you know, you, you do, and then you have a big industrialist type trying to buy up these small towns to to to, to do his whatever nefarious ends, and and we're seeing that same type of storyline play out with this Edge character a little bit, um, buying up these towns, 
Um, and then, of course, you know, Lois writing the story about what he's really doing. And, of course, it leads to her getting fired from the Daily Planet. But also uh, with, with Lana's husband and, and you know, lo- looking at that small town, trying to revitalize the small town. Uh, and, uh, you know, very obviously very conservative in his viewpoints and stuff. And you know, I love the sort of scene there between him and, Lo- and uh, Lois. <laughs> oh, I guess you want your tofu burger now. And she's like, nah, I want a rack of ribs. <laughs> it's a full <laughs> rack. That was just a fun, funny moment. But also, um, you know, I-, I thought it was a good, it, you know, I think a lot of folks, time folks are like, you know, CW shows just bounce politics off your head you know but but the way they did it this was a very funny way of like doing it but in a way that was like just very natural in the story and natural um interactions between two people that clearly are on opposite sides of the of the spectrum yeah no no that's that was a good point to bring up i i honestly forgot about it (laughs) (laughs) um any other points about Lois and Superman? Superman and Lois? Superman and Lois. Uh, I really like the show. I mean, of course, there's the, of course, the the uh, Captain Luthor. Uh, we, we didn't see any of that character in this episode. It really did focus on uh, Jordan and, um, you know, in a sense of belonging, which, I, I, you know, which I like the way that they turned the story, you know, where, um, Clark allowed Jordan to go ahead and play football instead of the instead of doing what Jonathan Kent did, Pa Jonathan Kent did to Clark as far as not letting him use his powers, uh, and also just the uh, exploration again reminds us of our favorite show Krypton uh, when they were we're in the Fortress of Solitude in the, the previous episode and learning you know again just tying all the bits of lore. Uh, from previous iterations of, of Superman, you just it's just sprinkled all throughout the show. Even the even the bridge falling in China, and um, and also how Superman t- tunes out like everything in the world. And I like that too, as far as just um, him making the promise to Lois, uh, but let Lois still having the panic button if she needs it. But uh, but he's not just you know low key stalking her uh, all right. the time. And 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 you know, having to make the same promise to his to his sons as well, um, but then he but he still finds a way to keep an eye on, on Jordan and and you know by becoming the assistant football coach. So it's just a very well done show. I did, I, 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 I you know as a parent myself, it definitely likes I see a lot of things in there that's very relatable. So I, I think um, that's um, one of the things that draws me to it, and. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going, like I said, I think uh, I'll, we'll watch it again and then we'll resume so when it comes back in May. Yeah, I think the hard part with both um, this show and The Flash is that I just got done watching WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. the MCU version of what a superhero show could be. Mm-hmm. So watching these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. It, yeah, it was, coming off. Not that it was hard, Will. It's just that you re, you start seeing more of the, the um, I want to say adolescence, but not adolescence, but just more of the, yeah. okay. I, I, I'm starting to understand more about the target audience and yeah. well, some of why, the juvenile. Yeah, but that's why I think 
for me, Superman and Lois, I didn't feel that as much with the fall off, the, the difference, because I felt Superman and Lois was getting more towards that type of storytelling that we got in, in WandaVision than, and even in Black Lightning. And that's why I think those, over time, Black Lightning has become more of my show than, than The Flash. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still love The Flash, but for just the fun, you know, I just want to sit back and just not have to think kind of show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I do, you know, I do hear what you're saying. And, and not only, not only WandaVision, but even, you know, even things like Doom Patrol and, and the boys and, and, and other things. Yeah, no, no, it's true. I, I think, I think why I go with WandaVision though, is just because, I mean, we've always talked MC, MCU versus DC. DC has television. MC mm-hmm. has the the cinemas or movies, and and yet now they they've collided. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I also I mean we we've always known like these shows are on the CW for a reason, and so there are certain stereotypes or certain cliches that are going to come up time and time again. But I think you are right. I think. Superman and Lois, they didn't really have a villain of the week, mm-hmm. which was appreciative. Yeah. Um, and made abundantly clear when I watched The Flash. Like, The Flash, despite it being now the the old dog, yeah. <laughs> will, it um, continues to do the same tricks. You know, it continues to do your villain of the week storyline. It has to kill every Wells. Yeah. Every season towards the end, and I understand because of COVID, these first few episodes are basically whatever. What what season was it last year? Season six. Season, season six. Yep. Yep. Season, yep. season six B. But like it was, it was hard for me to get through the Flash these last two weeks. It was mm-hmm. really hard. I was so bored. Well, I was so freaking bored. <laughs> well, I will say with with the premiere, the first episode of the week, and I and I tweeted it that I thought it was a three out of five. I thought it was, you know, given I, I gave them a little bit of rope because again, because of COVID and understanding that um, the uh, they had to repurpose, uh, base, you know, repurpose the twentieth episode of last season into a season premiere. So. Uh, you know, so they had to close out. They're having to close out the the mirror universe story arc, and the the season premiere was I felt I say it was adequate. I mean, I didn't, you know, I you know the, the things you know, seeing Grant play the various version of Wells was, um, I don't know. I I I did not like that part. Um. And but the you know but of course the the of course the farewell part which again it, it is a very predictable flash thing it, it, it that that got me back engaged into the story and also this the creation of the artificial speed force uh, that got me back engaged in, in the episode where I was like okay you know uh, any other time I would have been like, okay, this is a good middle of the road season episode, not necessarily one you want to kick the season off with. Um, 
as far as just see, I didn't I didn't give them rope because yeah. I keep thinking about other shows who had yeah. the same issues. Yeah. And how other yeah. shows did it. Yeah, Batwoman and, did it. And yeah. I would added it and it changed the lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say, I mean, and uh, and a significant other change they had to reconcile. And they I mean, Batwoman season two, we we've been very honest about our reactions to it. So we're not saying that it's been perfect, but I think they've handled the, those challenges a bit yeah. with a bit more grace. Yeah. And, yeah, they have. And also, I think the other part issue, too, is I wasn't super engaged with the, the Mirror Universe story to begin with from last season. Oh, yeah. Who was? Yeah. So, and <laughs> and it was just so apparent, especially watching the premiere and then coming to this week where you have Cisco and Caitlin back. And no, no slight against Chester and, and Allegra. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out, like, what's Allegra's purpose other than this weird relationship she had with Nash, which I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> and, and then Chuck, I just felt like was like Cisco, Cisco light. Um, and so they were trying to, you know, because I think that in the previous seasons, they were trying to build this fr- friendship between Ralph and Barry. And they kind of put the Cisco's Barry friendship to the to the sideline. But this is the same problem the Flash has always had. They yeah. have too many freaking friends of Flash who all yeah. just so happen to also be metas nine times out of ten. Yeah. So it just gets very annoying because and and I'm glad you brought this up because this really bothered me. The season premiere, no Cisco, no Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And there is a very there's a moment at the end that is supposed to be like a speech, which I swear was in the season finale. (laughs) (laughs) They just sliced in that same scene because it was so familiar. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 I digress from that point. And and it was mainly it felt like, okay, so we we know that these two characters have been promoted to season regulars. So they're going to be around and they're establishing their chemistry with Barry Black. Very next episode, Cisco yeah. and Caitlin. Yeah. No, like, well, some Allegra, no, no Chester, and I'm yeah. just like, what the heck? Oh my, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why was this a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> Keep, yeah, make him recurring, make him recurring. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it is so bizarre to me. Like next week, I'm I'm sure. It's going to be Chester and Allegra. And this season, we're just going to have this back and forth of who wants to be friends with Barry today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will say that they, but for the second episode to work, it had to be Cisco because obviously it would have been, it would have been so, fa- there, there wouldn't have been so, it would not have been so believable if Chester were trying to have these conversations with Barry about. As as Barry was becoming data spot Barry, I mean it was just not. Oh was, yeah, there there were some classic Cisco one liners, like why isn't he in more episodes? Mm-hmm. Because he knows the the writing has been declining. But <laughs> I dig. <laughs> um, but I just I just also think that some of the moments like the being sad and upset about Wells. Mm-hmm. 
even though it's they act as if they've never encountered this before, which is funny because I recall five five years of them experiencing this loss time and time again. Yeah. So they'll get over it, and yeah. a new one will come. And that stupid end credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want to go back to your point about you're right though about Cisco and lines because you know whenever I thought immediately when you said the loss, I immediately thought of Cisco talking about why is it that we every time we win we always lose, and that's just been a repetitive thing with this show. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that hopefully this season, and especially given that. You know, we have a new showrunner. I hope Eric Wallace can really put his imprint on things to, you know, not to break that cycle. Because Cisco said it perfectly <laughs> in the episode. We win, but yet we lose. And I just want them to just win and just win for, and, and we can not, just let, let's, let's let them have a win for once. And it not be an all melodrama and and bittersweet. How is it bittersweet? They do always win. Like that's this yeah. thing was painfully obviously obvious in these episodes in particular. The stakes are done. There mm. are no stakes. I cannot believe anything, and that's why when when a Wells dies, I don't care. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, yeah. I've seen that before. I don't. Yeah. I don't have any emotional investment. I mean, yeah, I I care about Iris being stuck in the mirrorverse. But but then we have Cisco's girlfriend, who I don't really know, and I've never really been invested in that relationship. And then we have Singh, who's always been this ancillary character. But again, mm-hmm. it's not like it's Joe. Right. See, yeah. So yeah. it's just, they, again, they, over the years, this cast has just inflated to the point where the stakes are diminished because you're not you're not invested in the relationships um, or, and so when, when we, you have a villain like mirror master, you, 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 it comes off as cheap and, and cheesy because you're just like, well, they'll find a way. I've seen this before. Yeah. It'll be right. quote unquote bittersweet, but nothing like, like bittersweet is the first season of the flash. Yeah. It's always going to be the first season of flash. Everything else is just, bitter (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you're you're right i mean i i I, that was part of my problem with the end of the the season premiere because you know what i was just thinking i was like all right yeah you know they're doing they're getting rid of all the wells to create the artificial speed force but you know i've seen this trick before we're going to get another iteration of tom cavanaugh because i mean i mean he's yeah i mean this show um they're, they're always you know they're going to find a place for him and mm-hmm. the Harrison Wells character. So, yeah. So, you know, so with the epilogue, with the episode this week, going back to the moment in the first, the, the marvelous first season, uh, where we, where we see, uh, Thawne switching out with the original Wells. And then, you know, and then we get the real, the finally, the real actual Harrison Wells in, added to the show on the one hand, I was like, okay, nice trick. I, 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 I was as a as as a fan of the show. I was like, okay, we've we, we've danced around Harrison Wells for seven years now. We're actually going to get to see who this man really is. 
So, so from, from that standpoint, it was, it was, I was, I was like, okay, I'm okay with this because we, other than a few flashback scenes, um, prior to Thon take, taking over his body, um, we, we've never seen that, seen that particular character. So, so, you know, so from that standpoint, okay, I, I was, I was good with that. Uh, as far as stakes, you're right. Uh, it, it would have been if Barry had to choose between Iris and Joe, or or Caitlin, versus folks he. You know, I mean, I know he's known David Singh for for years. Uh, you know, just as far as colleagues at the police department. So there's some stakes there, but Camilla, is more the stakes for like disappointing. You know, it was really just dramatic setup to to to, to set up him having to choose. But you know, Iris over his best best friend's girlfriend, uh, and and creating the you know the, the the scene that we saw in this episode where he was you know going through the speed thinking, which is really cool that they uh, you know, took that power from the from the uh, from the comics. It was a it's a power in the comics. I, I thought I liked the way they they did the twist to it. I, I did. Um, but you know they used it. They used Camilla as a way to you know obviously you know create that that conflict between him and Cisco. Um, but you're right. It's still not quite the same as it would have been if it was picking between Iris and Joe and Caitlin or, or Cisco, because we, you know, clearly we're more invested in those three characters than we are with some folks who just showed up on the scene. I don't like, even like know if I'm invested in Caitlin and Cisco anymore. They're here one week, they're gone the next week. They want to be a metahuman one week. Cisco or Caitlin has issues with her snow personality. I I can't I can't keep track. I yeah. cannot keep track with their issues. <laughs> so I, yeah. like that's and that's the sad thing. Even characters I've known since day one. I've over time have kind of eroded and just become like, Oh, Hey, I remember you. But, and, and it just, and to me, I think what, what bothers me the most and why I tend to lose interest when I see that occurs, because to me, that's a sign the actors don't want to be there either. Mm. And and I felt that too in a bit of what um, Grant was doing in these last two episodes. And granted, under those circumstances, there was a reason why he was acting like Data. But still, it just felt like he was just saying lines as opposed to actually being Barry Allen. Mm. Or being Barry Allen who can think really, really, really fast. It's mm. mm. interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, is he just collecting a check at this point? <laughs> I mean, Are they? Uh, is that what they're all doing? Because, yeah. I mean, we we were talking about this with with the boys. Mm. We shouldn't like Homelander, but Anthony Starr delivers such a performance, and you can just tell how much fun he is having in that character that it. Like it just amplifies everything yeah. because the, there's the actors clearly want to be there, clearly like the story they're telling, and then when you compare that to to the Flash, or probably a better comparison would be Tyler Hecklin. Like yeah. 
Tyler Hecklin's delivery, granted, he's only on day three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's still, there's still a freshness about it and and, and an eagerness. Like, I, I'm finally getting to play this character. And yeah. I think that has worn off on Grant Gustin, who's also looking around and like, all of my friends are abandoning ship too. When is it my turn? I got to yeah. keep on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, 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 and you know, there could be a couple of things. I mean, I think there there could be that, what you said. But there's also, I think, the familiarity that we've had with this show for so long. And it does, does speak to, you know, maybe, I think, knowing when to say it's time to hang it up. And, <laughs> and, and maybe, you know, I know they have at least signed a deal through, I think, what, season eight? But, um, but maybe, you know, and maybe, you know, with the change in showrunner and it, it could, and, and look at, I mean, to go back to our, what we talked about earlier in the episode, like a show like Supernatural that went like 15 years. So, um, you know, maybe it is where with the graphic novel concept that the, um, Eric Wallace has introduced to the show. Once we get through these few remaining episodes of this season, of, of well, season six, six, I guess six plus, <laughs> and really get into what actually is what they plan for season seven, maybe we'll start to see that freshness to the show again, that we don't have the repetitive uh, types of tropes that we have come to know with the, with the Flash, because it, it was all, you're right, I mean, as a fan, I, I I enjoyed this this week's episode much better than 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 the season premiere. But looking at it critically, you're right. There there are those elements that we've discussed tonight that uh, when you look at other shows on the, you know even with the CW brethren um, are, are 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 a bit stale compared to even you know to to, to some of the other shows that uh, that are relatively still relatively new. And and maybe when Supergirl comes back, we'll see if, uh, especially in, even though it's in this last season, see if there are some you know new twists or, or freshness among that with that show, or is it more of the same? Yeah. And on that note, because um, I I don't want to continue. <laughs> yeah. No. No. We're, we're good. Just dragon. Um, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. You can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We will probably be back Thursday again next week um, to do another CW-verse lineup. And then um, we're, we're going to be jumping around a little bit. So please um, follow us on Twitter. And we'll try to announce, or by we, I mean Will, will announce when our next shows are going to be up. But it's going to be a little bit of a musical chairs act, if you will. Um, and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, Geek Out. You're welcome.